What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio. I'm Pastor Stuart Amadon from Christ Church Opelousas, and with me, as always, is Pastor Brandon Neely, the lead pastor of Christ Church and the preaching pastor at Christ Church Northside. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Glad to be here. That's my radio voice. Did That's you good. like that? You got good. a great voice. Um, thank you. Oh, I, I feel flattered. Today we're talking about Daniel. Um, if you ever got a chance to read through the book of Daniel, Daniel's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very long book. There's all kinds of different things that happen throughout it. The beginning is more historical narrative. You know, Daniel in the lion's den. You know, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? It's fun stuff like that. And then towards the end, there's all these uh, prophecies, end mm-hmm. times, yeah. um, fun moments. So today we're taking the emphasis more at the beginning of the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. Chapter 2. Mm, we're, we're jumping in. It's the in. first um, prophetic vision. It's suitable for Rapture Radio. Yeah, I feel, like that's, uh, I feel like that's good. It really unfolds for us the entire scope of human history, beginning with Babylon and working its way out to the very end of the world. Right. This is the vision. This is the dream of the statue. That's right. That the king has. The great image. Yeah. This is one of my, this is one of my favorite sections of this book, of course, mm-hmm. know, because of what it says. And also, I feel special sometimes because I understand... Complicated prophecy. Yeah, so and well, this one's not good. too complicated. We'll have to, in later shows, get into some of the other visions. Yeah, the angels and the wheels. I still don't get that part yet. I'm still trying to work that one out. Yeah, well, now you just moved into Ezekiel because you're studying that for your sermon oh, this I'm Sunday. Oh, this is Ezekiel. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you preach a summer series and you go from one book to the next. Everything week week just runs week. together. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's All hilarious. right. Well, well, let's go ahead and read a little bit from Daniel chapter 2, and then we'll chop it up. All right, let's go. He's, uh, this is Daniel. Chapter two. Having been revealed, the image and the, uh, the vision, the recurring nightmare that the king had been given, mm-hmm. and he's telling it to the king. He says this. He says, you saw, O king, and behold, a great image. This image, mighty and of exceeding brightness, stood before you, and its appearance was frightening. The head of this image was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked, verse 34, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Who could that be? Hmm. Hmm. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold all together were broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. Mm. You got a good radio voice, too. That was, you could do audiobooks. I Work should. Down. I should work on that. I thought about doing that at one point. Brandon Neely reads the Bible. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe not that. <laughs> maybe Brandon Neely reads children's books. <laughs> Well, James Earl Jones did it, so it works out. Oh yeah, well, this is a great passage, though. This is we're seeing the story laid out. We're seeing the stone, obviously, mm-hmm. and then he goes on to tell the interpretation of the dream. Uh, and this has been given the king like fits for the last several. Oh yeah, days. the king he is hasn't been able to sleep anymore. Totally confused. He yeah. yeah, he can't sleep. He's having a recurring nightmare. Right. God's humbled this uh, one world government global emperor with right. a dream. Which is, like, he was the ruler of the world of his day. Yeah, it says that in Daniel chapter 2, verse 37. It says that God gave him dominion, power, glory over all the earth, wherever men dwelt, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the beasts of the land. And then he had a dream. 
And then he had a dream. Now he can't sleep. And yeah, he's wet in his bed. He's <laughs> scared of the dark. Well, it just shows you how frail and fragile the uh, powers that be actually are. Right, right, right. That at any point in time, God with a word can humble them into the dust. Mm. And not only is, does this dream show how fragile and frail Nebuchadnezzar is, but it shows how fragile and frail his entire administration is. Right. Because if you continue to read the chapter, you'll see that none of his wise men, none of his counselors, advisors, administrators, bureaucracies, none, um, of, them can have none of the PhDs, the lab coats, the experts, the politicians, none of them can answer this dream. Mm. Mm. It, it, in fact, leads to an entire government shutdown. He decrees a death sentence on all of his advisors. Every single one of them. Right. It's civil war. And then Daniel takes the opportunity. Daniel seizes the moment. He stands in the gap, ready (laughs) to provide a godly alternative to how to build a just society, how to uh, honor the Lord, and how to go forward in human history. I like how he took what the king said and flipped it. He was like, you're right, king. There is no man that can interpret this dream. Mm. But there is a God in the heavens, and he can do it. I thought that was amazing. That was. That's very good. One of the greatest passages in Daniel. Mm-hmm. So just a little recap. We have this image. What okay. does it mean? Well, you can uh, go to just about any commentary, and you can see um, that <clears throat> history has shown us that these four great global empires were none other than Babylon, mm-hmm. the Medo-Persian Empire, that is the Silver Empire, mm-hmm. the Greek Empire under Alexander the Greek, mm-hmm. that's the uh, Bronze Empire, right. and then the Empire of Iron, that's Rome. Iron and clay. And then as the uh, iron moves into the feet, mm-hmm. probably referring to the breakdown of the Roman Republic, mm-hmm. the, um, Nero. the civil wars and the rumors of wars that took place in the first century, that the uh, ten toes representing the ten uh, Roman um, rulers over the ten provinces of Rome in the time of Jesus... Um, which, if I remember correctly, is the only time in Roman history that that was actually true. And so you have a, an empire that was once incredibly strong of iron and still maintains some iron-like qualities, but it is um, divided. It's brittle. Mm-hmm. And it's in the moment, it's in the days of those kings, mm-hmm. those ten kings, the ten to- represented by the ten toes of the image. Mm-hmm. It's in the, those days, Daniel says, and I'll, I'll just read it for you. It says, in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. A great God has made known to the king what shall be after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. It's pretty neat, huh? Yeah. So in the days of the Roman kings, God would establish his kingdom. It's interesting, though, the kingdom is not established by anything seemingly too significant. I mean, you have this great and terrifying image mm-hmm. versus a little stone. A rock. Yeah. Cut not by human hands. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what is that rock? Of We know the answer to this. It's the uh, stone which the, re- the builders rejected. Right. The stone Second which Peter. became the uh, chief cornerstone. Mm-hmm. It's the stone that, if it falls on you, crushes you to power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's also the rock of refuge. Ooh. Right? I like it. It's Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. We know this. And, and God established him. God cut him out, which I do think is an uh, illusion, a minor illusion to the incarnation, that mm-hmm. he's not from man or the will of man, but that he is uh, divinely, con- uh, divinely conceived. Mm-hmm. And it's then that he would uh, strike the image. But then slowly, gradually, over time, his kingdom would advance over all the earth, Mm -hmm. 
It stone would not be thwarted. Stone becomes a mountain, and the mountain grows and covers the, the yeah. whole earth. And I do believe this mountain is referring to Mount Zion, mm-hmm. the holy mountain of the Lord, as mm-hmm. it covers the face of the earth. Just as Habakkuk says, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, mm-hmm. like the waters cover the sea. Amen. Amen. The interpretation is sure, and the vision is not very difficult to understand. Right. What happens to the kingdoms of men, though? These four global one-world governments, what happens to them? Mm, chaff. Shattered, Dust. scattered, the empires of dirt. Mm. That's a, a great book, by the way. What's that? Empires of Dirt. Oh, what is that? Who wrote that? I will let our reader Google it. It's a great <laughs> book by a prophet of our time. It's a great one. It's also a, a great song by Johnny Cash. Also covered by Nine Inch Nails. Great song, indeed. He sings, you can have my empire of dirt. Mm. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's an allusion, I do believe, to this uh, passage in Daniel chapter 2. So, yes. considering our empire today, our Western world, Western civilization, mm-hmm. is in fact a continuation of this great image, we stand on the shoulders of the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans. We are, in many ways, just simply the, de- the descendants of those great one-world government cultures and empires. And as a result, incredibly fragile. Yeah, we remain fragile just as they are, mm-hmm. but we have the same ideology, mm. same philosophies, same uh, uh, tendencies to center man mm-hmm. and to exalt man, which is why the image is of a great man, because it is the empires of man, mm. as opposed to the kingdom of God, which is established by the image, not of man, but the image of God mm. in man, Jesus Christ. And not even cut by human hands. Yeah, and he's not something terrifying to look at. He, va- in fact, comes lowly and humbly. Mm. Right. You know, the empires of man versus the empires of God, there's a lot of contrasts and comparisons. One has weapons of warfare, mm-hmm. compulsion, mandates, top-down, right? the power of tanks and, and um, propaganda mm-hmm. and coercion and deception, whereas the other is the kingdom of heaven has the power of the Spirit of God and prayer mm-hmm. and persuasion in the truth. I mean, they, they advance differently. They have different weapons, different tactics. One's grassroots, the other's top-down. Mm-hmm. One requires central planning, massive bureaucracies to compel by force its will. The other is um, it compels by grace and by the, the sending out of the Holy Spirit of God mm-hmm. and by the preaching of the gospel, which is foolishness to the empires of man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the way they're established, the two empires, the way they expand, different, totally different. Mm-hmm. But here in our day, we don't live in a one-world government. Um, I would say Rome was the last of the one-world governments, uh, the last uh, government where its tentacles stretched as far as men dwelt. Mm-hmm. Um, Babylon was the greatest of them. Our chapter, Daniel 2, says that. The other ones are, are like a lesser version of Babylon. Mm-hmm. But wherever men dwelt, um, Babel was over them. Mm-hmm. Babylon was over them, the, over the bureaucracy, the economy, the culture, the ideology, the language. Right, And so we're a continuation of that. We have some of the same problems they did in Greece. Right. We believe some of the same philosophies they did in Babylon. Mm-hmm. We, we in the Western world are a continuation of these four great empires. Mm-hmm. And they are, according to this particular image, they've been shattered and they are in the process of being scattered. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you think since the coming of Jesus Christ, has there ever been a one world government? You know, Hitler tried, didn't he? Yeah. That's right. That's right. But he didn't make it very far. No. I mean, you can really measure the length of the Third Reich in months. Mm-hmm. He wanted everything that Nebuchadnezzar had, but no, no, no. There's a new sheriff in town. Mm-hmm. 
because something happened in the days of the Roman kings. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus Christ is the one world governor now. He rules on the right hand of the Father. Which you'll see at the end of Daniel chapter 2, Daniel's raised up to the right hand of Nebuchadnezzar. It's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ who would be raised up over the right hand, over the whole world at the right hand of the Father. Mm. So now we live in this day and age where you still have the remnants of the kingdoms of men and you have the kingdom of God expanding. Mm-hmm. It's not yet fully expanded, but it's clearly expanding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So the question remains, how do we as Christians, citizens of the kingdom of heaven, how do we live mm-hmm. in this time period with these two great images, this image of man and the image of God, right. these two kingdoms? The image of man has been crushed and is being scattered. Right. The image of God who is expanding, going. Slowly advancing and, and continuing to demonstrate its victory over all of its enemies. Right. So if you know that, that informs quite a lot of what you're going to do. Like, for one, you're not going to run away. Yeah. You're not going to put your head in the sand. You're not going to hide. No retreating. Right. Well, you acknowledge there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of man. Mm-hmm. There is the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But we know that the kingdom of God advances and the gates of hell even will not be able to withstand its advance. Mm. What can the dark do but run in? The dark runs and hide, not the light. That's right. We mm-hmm. are given a mission to go and make disciples mm-hmm. of the nations. Satan has been bound in order that he might not deceive the nations. Amen. Jesus Christ is with us even to the end of the age as we go forth in his authority, exercising his dominion over all the nations, mm-hmm. advancing his will, pushing his claims as king of kings and lord of lords. Mm. He is the emperor. He is the global leader of all nations. Amen. We got to get this in under our uh, in, under our belt. We got to get this in our understanding. Mm-hmm. So many Christians are engaged in like what you say, retreat. Mm-hmm. <coughs> they don't believe in victory. Mm-hmm. They believe salvation is just security. Fire insurance. Fire insurance. Yeah. That's right. Everything else there on earth is going to burn down, but I know about me. I'm going right. to be okay. It's, um, it's related to the philosophies of Greece that we've swallowed. Okay. It's related to the idea that man has a choice, that man has free will to choose Jesus or not choose Jesus, hmm. and that the gospel preached is an invitation that man can uh, accept or not accept. Hmm. You see, mm-hmm. I have free will. The, the sovereignty of this election is in my hands. I can choose Jesus or not choose Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't choose him. And so I continue to live my life apart from him, mm-hmm. and everything is fine. Life is good. The world comes. The world goes. Right? The economy chugs along just fine. Mm-hmm. I, still got, I still have my job. Everything's great. All I right. just don't choose him. You choose him. That's your choice. I don't choose him. Mm-hmm. And you choose him, that's great, and that means that you get to go to heaven when you die. Mm-hmm. You get to have the cherry on top. You, know, you get to have Jesus added to your life. But Jesus is not king over everything. I'm the king. I have the choice. Oh, uh, yeah. You see, right. this is not right, right, easy right. to connect. Right, right, right. But you see, that's the demand of man's free will. Is to make, it, it, it keeps the sovereignty with man. I'm still king. I'm still in charge. Yeah, it's I my choice. Ma- I still make these decisions. It's my choice. Right. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worship or die. <laughs> He's king. <laughs> if you don't follow his law, your life will only go down into the depths. It will only breed more decay and mm. death and despair. Right, right. Only in following him and his law is there life and peace. Amen. This is not only true for the individual. This is true for all of society, all of life. Mm-hmm. 
You see, when we think the choice is with us, we think there's this huge society of people out there that they just haven't chosen Jesus. And they go about their life and everything is fine. And we're saying, no, 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 they're being scattered and shattered. Mm -hmm. They must submit to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's not a choice. It's Jesus or nothing. Right. It's Christ or chaos. Amen. You see, there is a connection between this this, um, retreatism Mm -hmm. and Arminianism. Okay. The, the pagan Greek doctrine of free will that maintains sovereignty with, with man, keeps, uh, keeps man with the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. But what does the Bible say? No, no, no. <laughs> it is not of the will of man. Right. It is of God who elects. Amen. Time and time again. What else should we not do with this kingdom of man? Mm. You know, we don't, shouldn't run from it. Right. We've got to make disciples. We've, right. got a, we've got a mission. We've been promised victory. Right. No right. running. No running. And no being impressed. <laughs> right? No being enamored. It was a, a, a magnificent golden being. Yeah. You know, terrifying and awesome. And it's easy to be tempted to be enamored. Ooh. Like, have you ever been to the state capital? Just let's think Louisiana. We're broke. Everything's broken. The roads right. are terrible. But wow. you go to the state capital. Yeah. That building's amazing. Yeah. And it is designed like, like a, a Greek um, uh, pagan temple. It's built like a temple. The huge mm-hmm. slabs of stone etched in all kinds of ornate carvings mm-hmm. all over the structure. The you, sea that goes forth from the inner sanctum out in front, the big courtyard area, yeah. with the statues aligned just like the temple of the Old Testament, just mm. like ancient temples. Mm. And, and right in that prominent spot is the uh, the statue of, um, uh, what's his name? The Kingfisher. Huey Long. Huey Long, yeah. <laughs> he's sort of the um, icon, or the um, he's the caricature of all political power in the state. Mm. He built it as a, a as a, a tower to his own image and to his own power. Mm. Mm. There's nothing wrong with beautiful buildings, but this building is clearly in, constructed it has in the purpose. face of God. Its architecture has a, has oh, a purpose. Oh, it's clear. It stretches up to the heavens. Mm. It, it, is in, it is built architecturally in defiance of King Jesus. Mm. And we go there and we're like, ooh, ah, I want to live here in the big city by the capital where the prominent people live, mm. where the experts are, the PhDs, mm-hmm. where there is wisdom. No, we shouldn't be impressed. We should see that as dust. Mm. It's just scaffolding right. for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. It will all fall away. Hmm. It looks like it's so powerful, though, doesn't it? It's it terrifying, does. scary. Well, I remember the first time, so I don't, I don't think I saw it when I was a kid. You know, a lot of people take their field trip to it or whatever. I didn't see it until the first time in person up close until probably within the last couple of years. And I just, I remember thinking that exact thought process. Holy smokes, this is a temple. This is built to be a temple. Oh, definitely. It's wild. But not only the world's um, powerful um, politics and architecture, but the music, Hmm. the culture, the philosophies, Hmm. the wisdom of this age. We misunderstand that they're self-defeating. They're not true. The claims to be about equity and justice they are not truly about justice. Right. All of this is abstract. This is um, dust. This is the foolishness of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of it is used to manipulate men and to increase man's power. We should not be impressed by the art of Greece, mm-hmm. by the technology of Rome, the philosophy of Babylon. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not saying they're not great. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying a blind squirrel can't find a nut from time to time. 
<laughs> but it's never the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Right. And it's never established in the fear of the Lord. Right. We should not be enamored with it. Amen. We shouldn't be impressed with it. We shouldn't try to build our lives around it. Amen. We, we have, yes, sometimes it seems like an insignificant kingdom, mm-hmm. but it is the only kingdom which will last forever. Amen. Amen. We also shouldn't uh, grab bag it. Like, take a little here, a little there. You know, how am I going to raise my family? Let's see what Aristotle has to say. <laughs> you know, let's find out what Dr. Drew and Oprah has to say, or who are the modern-day philosophers of our age. Let's find out what Ibrahim Kendi and the various other uh, philosophers of our age say. Mm-hmm. You know, let's find out what these people say. Ooh, we want to build an economic system? Let's find out what Adam Smith says and Burke. And, ooh, no, Karl Marx has some things. And, oh, no, we shouldn't grab bag it. Here's a little truth here, here's a little truth there. Well, all truth is God's truth, yes, yes. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. We shouldn't try to grab bag this. We shouldn't try to get around the same table with the the experts and the PhDs and certified, accredited, um, godless uh, heroes and wise men of our day and and sit around the same table and try to work for the common good. Hmm. No, their empire is being scattered and shattered. Amen. We shouldn't try to reconcile these two kingdoms. Hmm. They cannot be reconciled. Hmm. We can't just keep our voices down. And, and hope, you know, go along to get along. Mm-hmm. We're on a mission of victory. Amen. A global conquest. Our weapons aren't of a war like theirs are. Mm-hmm. We don't use state power. We don't lock up people's church buildings and, and throw them in prison under trumped up court orders. Right. We don't, we don't play that way. Right. We pray in precatory psalms. We sing <laughs> hymns. We preach. We persuade. Right. We do podcasts. <laughs> but we should be engaging Right. The victory is ours. Mm. We should be salt and light. And you see, the thing is, when the church won't engage, they get trampled. Mm. When they're impressed, when they try to reconcile, keep their voices down so we can all go along to get along. Mm-hmm. When they stop persuading, when they stop taking thought every captive, uh, taking captive every thought, and when they start doing battle against the arguments that exalt themselves up in, against the name of Christ, when we stop doing battle, they win. Mm. But if we resist the devil, he'll flee from us. Amen. But if we don't resist him, we'll flee. Hmm. <coughs> I mean, the image, uh, the vision Daniel 2 shows us how to live in this world. Hmm. The stone which has been cut out impacts this world. Mm-hmm. It's not of this world. The weapons of its warfare are not of this world, but it impacts this world. It doesn't establish some like um, ghetto in right. this world right. where we uh, keep our heads in the sand. You know? Uh, it, it doesn't come alongside and compromise with the world. And, and, hey, let's just see how we can both get along around here. It literally grinds it into dust. It grinds it into dust. <laughs> and it's certainly not bowing down to it. Right. We, are, we already know how that works out in Daniel chapter 3. Right, right. We don't bow down to the image of man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we take, take it captive. Mm-hmm. We exercise our authority by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we push all of Christ in all of life. Amen. This is the meaning of the dream. This also shows us how we should be living in this day and age. Amen. We should be like Daniel, mm-hmm. who can um, be Johnny on the spot, stand in the gap when the wise men of this age can't find an answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know what? We're going to recover the greatness of America <laughs> through <laughs> corporate and governmental um, coercion and power and administration. <laughs> no, no, we're going to build back better. What we need are more lockdowns. We need to trample on people's God-given rights in order to have more lockdowns. Maybe we can have equity, climate equity. What we need is to build a new normal. The old wineskins can't hold the new wine that man has to offer. Mm. These delusions of grandeur are fragile. 
Mm-hmm. They'll wet their bed and be scared of the dark just like Nebuchadnezzar. All God needs to do is give them one little dream, <laughs> one recurring nightmare, and their delusions of grandeur will fall. Amen. I mean, it, it's embarrassing to me that Christians pick sides with this nonsense. Hmm. The right-wing delusions of building a paradise on earth, the left-wing delusions of establishing some you know, new normal, some great reset. Finally, the world is going to experience societal evolution. It's what all the prophets foretold. No. You know what took down the Tower of Babel? Uh, God changed some phonograms. Okay. <laughs> and that was it. That's it. Done. Done. Everything fell apart. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar, if you continue to read the book, there's a point at which seven, for seven years he acts like a cow. He like That's his right. fingernails grow out long. His hair is all oily and matted. He becomes a beast, mm-hmm. an insane uh, beast. Mm-hmm. This is the man who stood on the edge of his empire and said, "Behold, all that I have built." Mm-hmm. Look, the the kings of our world: Putin, Biden, Trump, Obergon, Trudeau, Xi Jinping. Look, they're all going to have their Nebuchadnezzar moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and their administrations and their systems and their wise men and their Fauci's and their gates and their technology and their PhDs and certifications are all going to be speechless. And it'll all fail. And if the, ch- if the church... And they'll be the first ones to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the church has got to be ready. Amen. Ready to provide an alternative. No man can show you how to build a just society. No man can show you the way to life and peace. But there's a God who in heaven... Who has shown this to us? Amen. But let me ask you: If the church isn't ready to stand in the gap, will God even provide us an opportunity? Heck no. No, He's not. We're too busy worshiping the image. Mm. We're too busy reconciling with it and being impressed by it. You listen to what happens. The image says, uh, "We need to stand up for women's rights. We need equality. Down with the patriarchy." <laughs> and what does the church do? You well, know what they You're... preach? They preach sermons with their with their wife. They co-preach sermons with their wife. That's oh, what the dang. church does. Oh dang. The world says, you know what? It's Pride Month. Let's wave our rainbow flags, the covenantal sign of God in mm. God's face. Mm. You know, what does the church say? Oh, oh well, the Bible whispers about sexual sin. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what the, I'm just quoting the SBC's president, the last one and the current one. Mm. We, are so, we are trying to keep our voices down like we're living in a library. Right. And we just don't want them to get upset with us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe what we need to do is build more capital. So that those who are at enmity with God will finally come to our church. They're not in. They're not our audience. They're right. not interested in coming to our church. Well, and we also make the mistake of um, you heard the expression. We got to make space. We got to. We got to listen. We got to be more. Be more receivers in these conversations. And, and what we don't realize is there's a war going on. The the image of man will crush us under his feet if we don't go forth in prayer and in the power of the gospel Amen. and in providing godly alternatives mm-hmm. for the problems of this world. Right. The church right now we're like uh, water skiing, water skiers behind a powerboat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're like we're we're with it too. Right. We the, the world is like, following the waves of the culture. The world says we care about justice. No, it doesn't. The Bible says that when when the Gentiles pursue after pursue justice and 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 say they want God's righteousness and they want no, they don't. Okay, mm-hmm. there is no justice without Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a ruse. Mm-hmm. And then what does the church do? We we care about it too. Here we come. <laughs> 
You know what do you right. what do you have to say about justice? Oh, whatever you say. We say the same thing as you. We read the same books. <laughs> we don't even we don't even say. Let me show you what the Bible has to say about justice. Right. We don't. I mean, only on a few uh, approved topics do we do that. Right. Like we, the world develops the speech codes. We follow the speech codes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not saying sodomy anymore. We're saying homosexuality. Okay, us too. Right. But we know that when we change our dictionaries, we're downplaying the 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 severity of sin. Right. We we can talk about this forever and ever, but the church is in a bad place. We've got to be ready in the power of the Spirit right. of God to provide an answer for the hope that is within us. Amen. Unless we're ready, unless we're ready to be salt and light, unless we're ready to receive the vision of Daniel chapter two. Right. Amen. Then we're going to be trampled. Hey, God will let us walk around in the desert for 40 more years until we all die off. He'll be fine with that. (laughs) Right. It's happened before. Time and time again. He'll be happy to let us die off. Mm -hmm. But I believe we should engage. Amen. The land is ours. Amen. The victory is ours. All things are ours. The future is ours. Mm -hmm. We need to go for it. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Rapture Radio. You can find more uh, podcasts, resources that we put out on our website, wearechristchurch.com, or you can go to sermonaudio.com and search for the keyword, We Are Christ Church. If you find one of our podcast feeds on anywhere that you find podcasts, feel free to review it. Um, leave us five stars. We've heard that that somehow helps our search results in the algorithm. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.